Our mantras speak lead change. To know yourself as a leader requires you to um, actually to speak, in, not in a vacuum, but to speak in a way that you can get feedback. When we don't see other women or other people like us hanging out on stage, um, bringing personality and doing things in a slightly different way, we're more likely to moderate ourselves. The combination of this training and um, EG's input, I just think it's epic, utterly epic, and I think everybody should be clambering to have a space on this programme. Hello and welcome to the Rewire podcast, a podcast that aims to rewire the real estate industry one story at a time. In this podcast, we talk about all things diversity and inclusion from gender, ethnicity, background and sexuality to the diversity of roles there are in the industry and the diverse skill sets required. And of course, the need for diverse and inclusive thinking. I'm your host, Sam McClary, and on today's episode, I talked to Sarah Lloyd Hughes, founder of Ginger Public Speaking, and I'm very proud to say, EG's partner on our epic new programme, Future Female Leaders. You'll hear more about the programme in this podcast, but as a quick teaser, this is a four-month public speaking programme that we have developed with Ginger to help deliver this industry's future female leaders. It comes on the back of responses from several hundred women in this industry to a, a survey put out by myself and EG. They said they felt they needed more and better training to be able to get up on stage and showcase themselves, their businesses and this wonderful industry. So now, with our partners Nuveen, Knight Frank, Cluttons and Arup, EG and Ginger are offering 12 women from across the industry a unique opportunity to be part of this amazing learning experience. There are more opportunities to get involved, so do listen to the end and pick up your copy of EG this weekend to find out more about that. Um, but as you'll hear from this interview, I am overly excited about this programme. So enough from me, let's meet Sarah. Well, this is very exciting, and it's very exciting because uh, listeners of the Rewa podcast will, I know, remember that um, a little while ago, maybe a couple of months ago, we had uh, the very wonderful Claire Mason in this room, and she was uh, very eloquent, um, very smart, uh, very funny, and very engaging, and and. I'm sure half, maybe more than half of that is just down to Claire as a person, but quite a lot of that is down to my guest today and soon to be co-kind of worker, Sarah Lloyd Hughes from Ginger Public Speaking. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Sam. No pressure whatsoever to be witty and dazzling. Um, Claire is an absolute brilliant person, as I'm sure we've all seen those of you who've encountered her and for me, the the biggest thing that I've learned from her is around the gender say gap, the the um, lack of ability that many of us as women have to to put our voice, put our mouth where our work is to, to be able to voice up about what we're doing. So I hope to be able to impart some thoughts around that today. I think you definitely will. And that's how, how we've uh, come together. So gender say gap is a brilliant um, phrase. And we here at EG and through Rewa have been um, working over the last uh, probably 18 months to try and uh, encourage um, support 
um, lead more women to get up in this industry and uh, say stuff, talk about the amazing things that they they do. And um, through various uh, different um, channels, uh, Sarah and I have been talking and we're very excited to announce that um, EG and Ginger teamed up to launch the Future Female Leaders Programme. Woohoo! Woohoo, <laughs> indeed. It's fabulous. I am really, really excited about it. Uh, so far, so good. We are getting some great um, partners on board. We're going to get some fantastic women signed up. Um, we will, towards the end of this podcast, give you guys a chance to get involved yourselves. But first off, let's talk about what it is. Mm. What are we doing, Sarah? So the Future Female Leaders program is all about um, raising the voices of women within real estate. Um, we, uh, well, as you've pointed out many a times on Rewire, there's a, a gap between um, your demand for, for female speakers and, and the willingness of a lot of women to actually put themselves forward. And we see this across all industries, this tiara syndrome that um, women habitually seem to wait for other people to say, hey, great job. Can we put you on stage? Can, can I give you the, the tiara? <laughs> um, we, we wait for that rather than um, stepping up and, and um, inviting Stealing ourselves. the tiara. Yeah. So we're kind of encouraging our women to, to put themselves forward for in line for grabbing that tiara. Um, it's the boys have worn that tiara for way too long. They don't look good in it, do they? they don't. <laughs> no, so some of them. Some of well, indeed. Um, so we're looking for um, twelve future female leaders for the real estate industry. Um, over the course of four months, we're going to be training them up to um, design and deliver a very short, very powerful TED style talk. And we're going to give them all the support um, to develop that sort of leadership and then put them on stage. This is a bit that's really exciting to me, to um, an industry audience to um, frame the life cycle of a building. So they're going to be talking um, from their professional perspective about an insight that they have uh, across the, the life cycle of a building. And you can say more about that, perhaps, Sam, because that's your concept, which I love. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really exciting concept. And I think I've um, worked in this industry for um, longer than I would care to ad admit. But <laughs> I don't think I've ever I've ever sat down and really talked about the full life cycle of a building and not heard it from the horse's mouth, so to so to speak and, and this is a great opportunity for us to get so many different voices that there are mm. in real estate and okay this time they're going to be all female voices but it's a um, great starting point to get so many different different um, views on what makes real estate real estate and the story of a building from you know conception to filling it and selling it is going to it's going to be fascinating for so many people and I'm very very excited to sort of um, follow along the way and help help tell that story myself. Um, and then if I just add into that, the, so from the women's angle with, with the programme, I mean, uh, back to the gender say gap, we, um, we see that there are, we, we want more female voices up there. This is the opportunity to, to support them along the way. And when we run female-orientated um, programmes with other companies, what we find is that it's that um, camaraderie that you get when you work alongside other women to kind of grapple for clarity. What do I want to communicate? How am I able to communicate that to an audience in a way that is succinct and resonant? And then how do I stand up in front of others, a few hundred people, and put my perspective across in a way that um, really resonates with them, that brings the audience alive, um, even so much that they can remember what you have to say 
and pass it on. Because mm. if we look around us, we're in this world that's changing incredibly rapidly. Uh, we're overloaded with information, something like between three and 10,000 marketing messages battling for our attention every single day. Mm. How do we as um, company representatives, how do we as individual leaders get our message, inject our message into the minds of a potential client, a potential future boss, uh, or how do we create a change that we're passionate about if we're in, in competition with thousands of other messages? Well, normally we just don't. And if we even dare to be up on stage, the chances of us um, actually speaking, communicating in a way that resonates are relatively low. So that's why we're looking at this TED-style format of, of speaking, nice and short, nice and powerful, and we'll be helping the ladies to develop just one really succinct, really juicy message that has a chance of being then remembered and passed on by their audience. So then um, the the benefits of that are, are huge. The, the process of going through the training of identifying how do you find an idea worth spreading? How do you communicate it? How do you tell a story around it? How do you um, connect with others? That's huge learning and development and I'd say an essential part of any leader's uh, toolkit. And then from the perspective of building the pipeline of, of female talent within within real estate, you can't be what you can't see. So if we're not seeing enough women on stage talking about issues and thought leadership uh, within real estate, how do other women know, hey, that's the industry for me? Or how do women who are aspiring to climb the, um, the career ladder see, actually, I can get further than I imagined? So there's that whole juicy, brilliant list of things that we're trying to achieve through the program. And I'm stoked. I'm totally excited. I'm it's infectious. It's brilliant. <laughs> and I think it's, you know, it, we've got to invest in future leaders, haven't we? And it's it, really interesting listening to you talk then because, you know, I hadn't really thought about how bombarded with messages we are. And, you know, we're one of the people that bombards people with m messages. Mm -hmm. messages. Um, but you don't, you don't really learn how to um, get your message across better and to be mm -hmm. remembered more so it's so important that um, we are offering this opportunity for people to mm. take some time out of the day, day job and learn something that will actually have such a benefit to um, the company that you work for currently your own PLC as, mm -hmm. as yourself and whatever come comes after that it's 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 so important isn't it I'd be keen, and I'm sure that our listeners will, to find out a little bit more about you and mm. how you came to, to being that learning provider. Mm. Well, Ginger Public Speaking has been going for 10 years now. Um, and what I'd say, just in direct response to what you were saying about clarity, is uh, even though I've been um, doing public speaking work for more than a decade, it's still just as difficult for me to, to get clarity around uh, my own message. So anytime I, I do a speech, I either have to use our methods, which is a, a good endorsement for our methods that I would use them. Um, but normally I'll use one of our team um, to, to bounce ideas off because it's very easy um, as an expert to, to look at someone else's message and know which bits go where. It's still, for me, very difficult to, to look at my own ideas and, and to, to separate the wheat from the chaff. So um, that, to me, is a kind of endorsement of, um, of what we're doing. We, we, it's not a normal capacity as a, as a human being to know which bits are important and which bits are not. But with a little bit of time and attention, we, we, can, we can develop that sensitivity and, and we can get um, pointers as to which is which. 
But back to the ginger um, development, I used to be utterly terrified of public speaking. Um, I remember the moment as a 13-year-old girl in French class where I realised that I was the only mug who still had her hands in the air answering questions. And, and I had this horrible moment where I suddenly became adult in some horrible way, um, where I was at an all-girls school and being the kind of enthusiastic kid, I was sat right at the front, always answering questions, and realised one day, age 13, that uh, I was I was isolated. Nobody else had been doing that. One by one over the past six months or so, around the age of 13, they'd been devoicing themselves. They'd, they'd been putting their hands down. And for most of us, that... Um, that tendency to put our hands down rather than up lasted for a decade, possibly more. Um, for me, the same. Um, so I developed a fear of public speaking as a teenager, uh, developed a fear of any kind of visibility. And it took me a long time to get over it because that horror of, we get it when we're teenagers, don't we, that everyone's looking at me and it's it's very unpleasant. And most of us just continue that that's a, a very natural feeling it's um, accentuated as soon as you separate yourself from the crowd and stand up it's that awkward thing of standing up that seems to be such a problem for so many public speaking clients um, and there's very good reasons for that which I can go into another time if if you like um, but it wasn't until I was faced with uh, a really important opportunity that I had to face the fear of public speaking head-on and there was the um, opportunity to stand for elections in my dream job. Um, having never done any public speaking in the past, I was then expected to go in and do a, a timed speech of 10 minutes, which was the worst thing for me, to an audience of 200 young people to try and convince them why I should get this job. And I remember going into the room utterly terrified, having no idea whether any words would come out of my mouth of my very carefully rehearsed speech. And I had a flashback to my friend who had done the same experience the previous year. And um, bless him, he got to the front of the stage looking all confident, said one line, and then completely froze, went bright red and, and effectively ran off stage. So I was having a flashback to that as I was walking up onto the stage thinking, I have literally no idea whether, whether anything's going to come out of my mouth when I stand up and speak. And luckily it did. Uh, I managed to get through that massive fear in that moment. Um, I managed to get the job as well, but that was um, minute in comparison to the, the major thing that I learned that day, which is that facing my fear of public speaking and overcoming it was one of the best things I could do for my own development as a, as a young person and also my own leadership development going forward. So that set me um, on, the, on, the, on the pathway to set up Ginger some years later. Um, and I had, I suppose, um, two different routes I could take. I, I was early on in, in my career with Ginger, invited to write a book about public speaking that's um, now published under Pearson as How to Be Brilliant at Public Speaking. And um, I thought, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll, um, I'll do it. You know, uh, being offered a, a, a publishing contract, very nice. I'll, I'll do the techniques of public speaking and then I'll get on to something I'm more interested in. But the deeper I went in understanding public speaking, the, the more I realized it's less about the techniques and the rules 
it's not that we don't, we need a little bit of technique, but we don't need to be told, put your hands here and say this and don't say that and, you know, shuffle here and put some deodorant on. All of those things were actually... But do uh, wear deodorant. Yeah, please. (laughs) Very much advocating for deodorant wearing in public speaking. (laughs) Um, But um, it's not the the way to set yourself up for full confidence, because if you've got a list of things you don't do, you focus on the negatives, Mm -hmm. it makes you more tense. Um, It made me less natural and it wasn't my, my approach. So we developed this approach over uh, over a number of years that is much more to do with what are the qualities of those speakers who engage and inspire an audience? You know, those ones who kind of really pick you up and take you somewhere, take you on a journey, who you buy into emotionally, who you therefore trust and who you want to follow as a leader. So Ginger is based on the idea of our mantra is speak, lead, change. That when you speak, that that is an act of leadership. And when you um, enact leadership effectively, you're basically creating change. And all of that comes from the spoken word. So it's really my my job professionally, um, I suppose, is to scare people for a living. I (laughs) I take people through the process like we're going to with these uh, future female leaders of doing things that normally would be way outside of their comfort zone and loving and affirming and giving them a good shove in the direction of of showing them how to succeed. Um, So that's why we do what we do and, and also how we do it. And does that mean that anyone can be a good public speaker? I think so. I think if you can have a conversation and um, that that conversation is effective, then then absolutely. If you've got a little bit of personality, then absolutely. And the key is rather than trying to be someone you're not, you know, you'll, you'll have all these gurus, public speaking gurus with their normally seven steps of, of how to do something. And you know, from you can be as, as good as me dot com, that, that kind of speaker. And, and they'll tell you, well, look, hey, normally American, American accent. Um, they'll tell you, hey, this is how you do it. You can, you can be as good as me. And American <laughs> accent and a heavy smoker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, of course, that's a fallacy, isn't it? It's it's really not about one model of great public speaking. Those who do follow that approach, frankly, um, are a bit weird, aren't they? You can see them a mile off. Um, they're normally chaps. Sorry, boys. They normally have these kind of greasy, glossy suits on. And there's something weird and inauthentic about the way that they speak, which means you can't trust them. Versus the type of speaker who whatever their personality is feel comfortable in that own it settle into that and speak from there that's what we're looking at and that's what really moves us here you might um think of uh, dear Theresa may mm-hmm. um you know and, and also gordon brown as, as two leaders who have limited success let's say uh, of our country um my biggest um approach with with both of them would be before doing anything to give them a giant cuddle um, and for Theresa May, that might be quite a bony, uh, yeah. awkward sort of cuddle. But it's evident to me that they were both modelling themselves on somebody, a character that wasn't them. I mean, poor old Theresa May coming on stage to music and, and not quite knowing in her body what to do with that. What I would advise her to do is not try to be charismatic, not try to be someone who's um, she's clearly not, but own and feel comfortable in in the dogged, um, intelligent person that she is, that might build more trust in in her with the, with the with the general public. And, and likewise with with Gordon Brown, if he hadn't felt the need to affect a kind of awkward Tony Blair smile, we might mm. have warmed to him a bit more mm. as a as a leader. I think that that um, sort of creates an interesting um, proposition for 
our pro- program that we're going to do in, in real estate in that there is, um, you know, real estate is going through this change at the moment. And, you know, we haven't seen 12 women up on stage talking about um, the life cycle of, of a building. So how, I guess how did, and uh, this is a strange question, I suppose, I guess how do they know how to be authentic um, to an audience that doesn't know what to expect yet? And it isn't quite sure... I think, and I may be wrong. Um, it's unusual, but I might might be <laughs> um, that the industry doesn't. Yeah, industry isn't sure what its what its personality should be at the moment. Should it be, you know, all about um, uh, profit and income and and the business side of real estate, or should it be about people and and you know, property being a platform for communities and communication and you know, making a making a better world. So the question is, how do they know? Who yeah, they are? yeah. It's, it's it a, was a long-winded one. Sorry, <laughs> oh, very nice one. Um, yeah, th- this is the process that that only comes over time, and that's why we work with with clients over you know, a series of sessions as opposed to just one-offs, um, ideally, um, because to know yourself as a leader requires you to um, actually to speak, it, not in a vacuum, but to speak in a way that you can get feedback from others um, about. Sure, the the words and and the details of your body language, and if there's something funny happening, like you're scratching your bum unconsciously, you need to know that. Um, but more importantly, and this is the feedback we never get as leaders, we need to know what our impact is, what our leadership mm-hmm. impact is. So, um, speaking to um, a very senior um, real estate uh, lady a couple of days ago, I said to her, "Look, you know, when I saw you speak at your book launch, you were." funny down to earth and critically a bit naughty and she was like oh yeah yeah you're right and I never quite knew it like that I never quite framed it to myself so that that's something about her personal brand Mm. that she needs to know because that's where she has her biggest impact and if she can bring that little bit of naughty in, in combination with all her brain power whenever she stands up and speaks that's when she's going to be most effective and knows that it's okay to absolutely bring that little Mm. bit of naughty that that's actually what what helps her, not what hinders her. Absolutely. And it is that feeling of, um, am I quite enough, that we all suffer from when we're standing on stage. And on top of that, uh, women have that extra sort of tendency towards self-criticism and imposter syndrome. And on top of that, when we don't see other women or other people like us hanging out on stage, um, bringing personality and doing things in a slightly different way, we're more likely to moderate ourselves. Mm. It's it's very um, it's a sort of Do- David Attenborough effect. If you imagine that you're part of a herd of gazelles on a David Attenborough show, and you're the poor little gazelle that disappears off to the waterhole, and um, we all know what's going to happen to her, don't we? She's going to get eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's this very instinctive. Um, survival mechanism which says (laughs) don't stand out from the crowd too much or you're going to get eaten you're going to be the target um don't don't be the um the wheat that grows too high or the sunflower that goes too high above the rest um so on the one hand we want to stand out because we know that gets us visibility we know that that gets us profile we know that that gets us the better opportunities in our career on the other hand we i told i was told i was allowed to swear on this podcast shit scared we're shit scared of um, of, of standing out in case somebody criticizes us. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the things that we as women need to get much better at, I, I propose. I, I think that we're um, 
socialized to be nice and kind and likable. There's some great studies that show um, that, you know, 86% of us reckon we're, we're socialized to be good students. 86% of us are socialized to be nice to others. 77% socialized to be helpful to others. And only 44% socialized to be leaders. Only 34% of us socialized to, be, to express our opinions. Hmm. So we don't want to... Um, to put ourselves out there in such a way. Is that because of the the language, do you think, that comes around those words? So if um, if you think of female leaders, people say bossy, yeah. whereas with men, they would never say he, mm. he's bossy, Mm-mm. he's a leader. Is yeah. is that part of, part of it? I and think it's probably part of it, isn't it? Um, and then my approach is, um, I think there's two sides of this. There's the system uh, the, that is set up for us, and then there's our response to this. And what really fascinates me is self-responsibility. Other people like you, Sam, are, are great at working on the mechanisms around the system. Very, very important. The bit that I can add value to is empowering the individual. So how can I, as an individual, and this is a game I like to play with <laughs> myself as well, how can I, whatever's going on around me, be comfortable in myself um, and be powerful within myself. Mm. That is a life's worth of um, lessons there in that in that question. Um, and it plays out in a public speaking context, which is why I, I, what I do is so fascinating for me anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and for me listening. Um, so bringing, bringing back to our, our future female leaders, who, so we've got, on board already is um, Nuveen, Knight, Frank and, and Clutton. So they will be um, putting forward women from from their their businesses, which is exciting. There is there is room for for more, and we're going to be launching a competition for for someone to be part of the of the program. What kind of women should come forward? So we're looking for senior ladies who are positioned to go further. So it's sort of junior senior levels depending on your uh, company and how you're set up it could be a junior partner it could be a a, a vp um it could be a managing director depends on how you're structured but someone with an enough seniority level to um have already developed a degree of thought leadership You, you may have had a little bit of sort of um thinking that has developed over time that you haven't fully spoken about or haven't fully developed but but um is the seed of an idea that you'd like to develop further into a, into a ted star talk and also that you have the potential platform um you might be doing a little bit of speaking you might have never done any speaking but you're ready to do more uh, because eg are going to give a whole load of coverage i'm sure you'll speak about that later to these women and what we really want is to invest in 12 women who are going to be ambassadors for for women in real estate Uh, so positioned to do that within your company um, that your company support you to to get a greater profile and ambitious for higher levels of impact um, within your career and I, and I guess you've got to be committed as well because this isn't you know this isn't an an easy course is it it's uh, it's something that requires um, dedication um, it you know it will require hours out of your day it will require homework I'm I'm mm. sure as all learning does and so we really need women who are, are ready to give it their all absolutely yes we we love thirsty learners at Ginger so we want women who are coming into the room and pulling pulling information out of the trainers and 
I think most importantly, you, you don't need to have any level of tech, technical expertise or experience with speaking, but you do need to have thirst for it. Um, the people who grow the quickest on our programs are the ones who are willing to just throw themselves at whatever we ask. So in the dynamic of the group, if you're able to just not say no to what we ask of you, we'll get you everywhere you need to go. Fantastic. So this is the first of our um, sort of scheduled content around this really exciting program. There will be so much more going forward as we get our our 12 women. We'll be meeting them. We'll be hearing their stories. We'll be talking to their um, leaders as well about what they want out of out of this program. Because, you know, it's not just about women. It's about the entire business. It's about this entire market. And just before we go, so I'd really like to know from you what your what your ambitions for the program are for you know when it comes to that um final uh, event where we're hearing this fantastic story told beautifully and engagingly what when will you sit back and think oh yeah Mm -hmm. um i see 12 new thought leaders for the industry being launched that day um so from an industry-wide perspective, um, I'd really enjoy seeing the the resonance within the room and the ripple effects of, of those um, individual talks going far and wide. And from the perspective of those individuals, um, I'd like to see every single person doing their best. That's, that's what gives me uh, an enormous sense of satisfaction that they are up on stage, they're calm, they're relaxed, they're smiling, they're laughing, they're engaging the audience, and they're having a lot of fun doing it. Um, then I think uh, the ripple effects on their individual career and their individual companies, um, that's what I see. I think this is the most incredible opportunity. You know, I've, I've been in the training world for more than a decade now. And I think this, the combination of this training and um, EG's input, I just think it's epic utterly epic and i think everybody should be clambering to have a space on this program they i was going to swear again they bloody well should because <laughs> it really is epic and um if people do want to get involved then uh do drop me an email at samantha.mcclary at egi.co.uk i will put uh, some details in the show notes too um but we're super excited and we really hope that we can have you along for for the journey if you don't make it in though be sure to follow us along um in eg online on audio uh, and we'll um share tips with you along the way and um if you need even more than that then uh I know a lady who can help you out. <laughs> Gingerpublicspeaking.com There we go. There's the plug. <laughs> Sarah, thanks so much. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you.